And now, Jalen and Jacoby on ESPN Radio. Where the fuck is Worry about my posse getting jumped. Cause if we ever do, yo TV, pop the trunk. Cause we make a pop the trunk and hit the sweet. Now act stupid, I'll pop the trunk. <laughs> give me your He is Jalen Rose. What up, Dell? I'm David Jacoby. And on the cool check-in. Oh. Center stage. On the mic! And we're putting it on wax. It's the new style. We're Jalen Jacoby. What is it that we, we do? Give the people, people what they want. The Raptors played the Wizards last night. They won the game. But nothing else matters except for Spicy P. Pascal Siakam. <laughs> I like Yakum. Sounds like something that, that like MOP would say. Yakum. <laughs> Look at him, Yakum. Or Jada Kiss. He just he really just showed everything. Blocks, threes, passes. Like he had corner threes all day. He had 44 points. Last year, if you remember last year, Siakam was a nice prospect. It's like, oh, look, he's long. He's like kind of built for today's NBA. The leap he has made this year has been so impressive. As a former most improved player award winner, people forget that's a real trophy. That's a real award. He's got this one sewn up. Just say it. Just say it. I know there's 30 games left, but he's got this one sewn up. And there are a list of people, and I don't want to start rallying off names because I know I'm going to forget someone. Mm Mm-hmm. But Derrick Rose definitely comes to mind as well. Sure. But Pascal Siakam, not only his leap that you just described as a guy that came into the league primarily as a defender that was going to provide athleticism to somebody that's now a playmaker, somebody that can knock down the three, somebody that will dunk on you, Mm -hmm. and has a major influence on winning. So much so, the Toronto Raptors have an amazing win percentage when Kawhi Leonard does not play. It's a really good point. So here's the thing. People talk about LeBron James. Everything goes back to LeBron James because it's ESPN and the NBA. But he he missed 17 games. LeBron James missed 17 games. He missed 17 games. Don't worry about the Lakers. They're fine. He missed 17 games. Well, guess what? The Raptors, Kawhi Leonard missed 16 games. You want know what their record is in those 16 games? 13-3. and three. They're 13-3 and three without Kawhi Leonard. That just shows you just how deep this team is. And also it shows you, and not to make this conversation about the Lakers, but I... Learn when you work in the media, many of those people are from large markets, New York or California. So they've been trained to believe that everything is greater because it's happening there. So what ends up happening is I love Kyle Kuzma. I've talked about Ball, Ingram. We talk about them every day. On paper, because of their performance and the spotlight that they get, you would think that they have better players and or prospects than the Toronto Raptors, Raptors do. Which is just not true. Correct. Look at what Siakam did. Absolutely. And so that ends up taking place. That's why the Toronto Raptors are in position to try to get a number one seed. And the Lakers are currently 10th in their conference. The Raptors have slowed down a little bit. Like if you've been paying close attention, like the last 10, 15 games, like, hmm. Is this the best team in the East? I don't think so. Well, you add Marc Gasol. He's going to help them a lot. Mm-hmm. But if there's a couple of question marks is I hope Van Bleet and his thumb issue doesn't become a bigger one. Yep. That's something yep. that people aren't talking enough about. And the reason why 
is we don't know what Kyle Lowry we're going to get in the playoffs. That's the thing. I'm just waiting. Let's just see. I'm rooting for Kyle. I'm rooting for Kyle. I've said bad things about Kyle in the past, and I feel bad about it. Well, we talk about the no, you don't. Celtics. I don't. You talk about the Celtics record. I'm sorry, the Raptors record without Kawhi Leonard. Well, Celtics have an interesting record without their leader as well. Hmm. The Celtics beat the Pistons last night, which is no surprise because the Pistons are trash. Just admit it. The Pistons are trash this year. You were talking about them making the playoffs. Detroit basketball. The Pistons are trash this year. And just, I love Blake Griffin and everything. Detroit basketball. But I watch the games and they just don't, it's just not working. But anyway. It makes you so happy. It does. It does. <laughs> and the, the Celtics beat them last night. But it's interesting. Without Kyrie Irving, the Celtics are now nine and two. With Kyrie Irving, they're 28 and 19. Kyrie Irving is unequivocally, without a doubt, one of the best players in the NBA. No shots at Kyrie Irving. But what does this fact tell you that they have a much better record without him than with him? The same thing that it tells me with Kawhi and the Raptors record is that if they're able to perform with their best player, the level of enthusiasm, efficiency, and productivity when he's away, when he returns, that makes this an opportunity for those two teams to face each other in the conference finals. Yep. Yep. Because when you take the Greek freak away from Milwaukee, their record oh, isn't going to be no, like that. No, it's not. That's why that's he's going to win MVP. So that's how you distinguish, like, another level of a player. So that's why when I talk about the Greek freak and I say he leads his team in multiple statistical categories, that means if you take him away, you lose a lot. Yes. You're going to lose a ton when you lose a, a champion and a all-NBA player like Kawhi. Same with the champion and all-NBA level player of Kyrie. But there's a reason why they're all-NBA and he's MVP. So that's also on the best player. In particular, Kyrie as the primary ball handler the most times to make other guys feel better about themselves. Mm-hmm. Not talk about them negative in the media. Not talking about they don't get it. Not hemming and hawing about your free agency. Just go about the business of playing basketball. And if he's able to do that, then the Celtics may have a chance, like the Raptors, to live up there to, to their potential. This is why when people say who's going to make it to the conference finals. No idea. I'm not saying neither one of those teams today. No. I'm saying the Bucks. And I'm saying the yeah, Sixers. I would say the same thing. Because Depending on one, how the seating works out. But like that would essentially be, to me, that's essentially the Eastern Conference Finals, whether or not it happens in the Eastern Conference Finals. And here's Finals. the difference, the, the distinction that I'm making with the Bucks and the Sixers versus the Raptors as well as uh, the Celtics. On the Raptors and the Celtics, I still ask myself sometimes, who's their second best player? Oof. For the Bucks, I got my MVP. So that puts me in a position. Middleton's an all-star, so they got a second-best player. Correct. And so I know who that is for Philly. And I see I got an MVP with the Bucks. That's why I want to see what's going to happen as the Celtics and the Raptors continue to marinate as the season progresses. So there's all this discussion about Kyrie, and you kind of alluded to it, how he hems and haw about his free agency. So naturally, it's time for a brand-new segment. And it's called Unfounded Irresponsible Speculation About Free Agent Kyrie Irving Update. Y'all so unprofessional. 
you. That's why you love us. <laughs> I love how you say y'all. You know that you don't pray for you don't pray I didn't for the come show. up with that graphic. <laughs> of course you didn't. You don't come up with anything. I didn't know we was about to talk about this. Sean Devaney of the Sporting News. I don't know who that is. A reputable journalist. Shout to Sean. Shout to Sean. Shout big out. Sean. He had a sneaky big report in this quote. Quote, the Celtics were annoyed by the story of Irving having eyes for New York, not because of Irving, but because they felt the story was planted by Davis's agent, Rich Paul, in order to scare the Pelicans into thinking Boston would back off making a trade offer for Davis in July if Irving left. A couple things. I don't understand if they lose Kyrie Irving, why they still wouldn't make a trade for Anthony Davis. Like, that logic doesn't add up to me. Well, here's another piece of logic that doesn't add up for me. And shout to the Sporting News. I follow a lot of what they do in their movements. Anthony Davis' situation, to me, isn't controlled by Kyrie Irving when I hear his dad speak Mm -hmm. about the Boston Celtics. He didn't say if and when they have Kyrie or if they don't. He said, I don't want my son to play in Boston because I don't trust you know what them I don't think based happened? on what happened with Isaiah Thomas. I don't think Rich Paul told his dad to say that. And I don't think Rich Paul planted a story about Kyrie Irving not wanting to stay in Boston. I don't think Rich Paul did that. Well, the one thing I've learned about parents and my mother is Shout to Jeannie Rose. my number one fan and my toughest critic. She created a name and put it in the lexicon. I know this. An agent ain't telling a parent what to say publicly. No, no. They might, they might try, but the parent's not going to listen. That's when you lose respect. That, that, that's when you cross the line. You're not putting words in my mouth. If I'm going to talk to the media, I'm going to talk to the media. It's not because somebody winded me well, up. Well, an interesting night in the NBA last night. We're going to start with the late game that I was too tired to stay up for. Clay Thompson's going to the hole in a tight game. A little elbow shiver to Zach Collins, who might have acted a little bit on it there. That's a good and call. Then, you know, this turns into, huh, huh, hold me back. A hold me back moment between Thompson and Collins. Now, Thompson is usually pretty zen-like out there on the floor. Were you surprised by this? I was not surprised Why because they were without Boogie. Mm-hmm. They were without no Iggy. Iggy Dalla. It's the final no game Livingston. before the All-Star break. Portland was playing well. They were. Dame is from Oakland. He seems to always play well against his hometown The Blazers team. play well against the Warriors. And they were outscored by 23 points in the fourth quarter alone. Mm-hmm. The most since Steve Kerr has been their head coach. So there were frustrations happening on the Golden State Warriors side. But you got to give Portland credit by the way they play. How frustrating is it? When your defender flops and gets the call. I hated this so much in college. (laughs) So as a tall point guard, I would play against certain teams, and that would be the strategy. I'm not throwing shade at those players. I'm not throwing hate at those programs. What what are you talking about? Indiana? What are you talking about? Indiana. Okay, you name the names. Duke. Those three schools come to mind. That it seemed like soon as I got the ball, they took the flop opportunity (laughs) away from the hoop. The dude just fell down. (laughs) And back in the day, they would call it. Like they would call it like quick. I think it was like the officials got used to being excited about that call. Because over time, people, you know, the league evolves and the game evolves. I think, you know, refs got more hip to the flop opportunity. Correct. Well, the frustration that you mentioned in the fourth quarter continued. 
And, you know, Zach, same guy, was on his way to the hoop. When Draymond came over, it was a foul. Like, I don't see any real hand-to-head contact. Didn't feel like a flagrant for David Jacoby. Like, to me, that's not flagrant. Steve Kerr agrees with me. He's fired up. He's throwing a clipboard. Bang! Clipboard going down. And, oh, look, he got ejected. And then Draymond discussed it after the game. We got a lot of ball. I don't know. This is Draymond Rooney. I've been officiating a certain way for years. Huh. Do you think Draymond Green is officiated differently? I think all players are officiated different, especially those that have a history Mm -hmm. getting flagrant fouls, technical fouls, and suspensions. And being emotional towards referees. It heightens their relationship and their ability to not only make calls on you, but never give you the benefit of the doubt. As a player, you earn that equity. Mm -hmm. You know what you're getting yourself into. The referees are human beings. So how would you respond if somebody constantly was cursing at you in your face? Of course, you you have to. Your job is to be objective and to be blind justice and to treat everybody the same. But if someone curses and swears at me at my job over and over again, I can't forget that. I can't just drag that to the trash in my brain. On television, on social media, your family, your friends, your significant other knows you about to play the Warriors tonight. Oh, we got... What footage we gonna have of Draymond yelling at you tonight? Yeah, I mean, yeah, here's a question for you. Did you have relationships with individual referees that you knew were bad? Did I you did. Ever, did you ever like walk out on the court and be like, oh, Steve's here tonight? I did. And out of respect, I'm not gonna name my personal officials. Come on, Jalen! And my beast with oh, them. Oh, come on! Because they're still refing a couple of them. Name the names. Steve Javi? Not gonna be able to do it. Steve Javi did not take anything from anyone. <laughs> He was consistent. <laughs> if you raised your eyebrows, he would give you a tip. So for Draymond, that to me was a judgment call. That's not a flagrant. Game. I saw you on Get Up call that a flagrant. That but is not a flagrant foul. So, so here's what I said. It can be misconstrued as a non-basketball play. What? Going after the ball. When you look at it again. And you play a lot of rec ball. So I'm going to give you this distinction. You're driving to the basket. People only look at that play. But what happens is a series of plays. Okay? So it's Collins driving and getting blocked and knocked to the ground, but they don't call it. Mm -hmm. It's Collins running to the other end of the floor, blocking Lee. It's Clay Thompson driving and Collins flops. Yep. So now when he goes to the basket... Everybody's watching. If it was a different player, they wouldn't have called it. Correct. If it was a different player, based on everything that happened Thank in you. that game is why they called it because they felt it was intentional. And also, one thing Draymond did is the ball is in Collins' right hand, and he tried to reach across his body with his right hand. That's not going for the ball. He You're never going to block somebody by reaching across their well, body well, like that. Well, look at the play. He leads with his body. Yeah. He leads with his hip. He leads with his body. He leads with his shoulder. That's a foul. That's a foul. Then when you swat down... You give them now a judgment. And based on who it is, if it was Steph Curry, it wouldn't have been a flagrant. You know what I love about Steve Curry getting ejected? He meant to. Early start. He meant to. He was just just like, I'm going to get out of here. (laughs) All-star weekend. We got a break. Maybe I can fire these guys up. You never know. Here's some some news about the Trailblazers that I want to share that makes me excited. You know I'm a Die Easy Knicks fan. You know I take Quincy to the games. One of my favorite New York Knickerbockers is no longer a New York Knickerbocker. 
is now on the Trailblazers. And of course, I'm talking about Ennis Cantor, one of my favorite players in the league. Not a defensive stalwart, maybe not the greatest defender, maybe doesn't play defense at all. Well, but he's got great hands. He's got great hands. He can score in the post. He gets a lot of offensive rebounds. What does Ennis Cantor bring to the Blazers? Consistent help scoring. Mm-hmm. If you watch their team play, it's constantly, we know we can rely on Dane. Yep. We should be able to rely on CJ and which Nurkic is going it's to show Nurkic up. Nurkic sometimes has 34 points and sometimes has six points. And so now, what I know about Cantor, mm-hmm. you can book this. If you give him 24 minutes, double-double. Yeah. True. It's a fact. Double-double. Yeah. Jalen Rose, it's been a bit of a tough week for Ben Simmons. It has. It's been a bit of a Let's just... Just take a look at some of these plays that Ben Simmons has been involved in this week. It's, it's been notable. The spin Ooh. and then bang! Everyone remembers that one. Don't sleep the on last chest night. bump, too. Boom! Ooh. Two hands up and over, and he got to sit down. Look at I me. Mean, the spin is nice. So, But just look at the, the finish of this one with great pass from DJ. But it's the dunk on, and then he ends up on his butt at the stanchion. It's tough. Tough, tough. Tough couple of plays for Ben Simmons this week. He's gonna he's gonna forget those when he goes to trouble. And those are young players, mm-hmm. okay? But I don't want people to underestimate Tatum's move. Show me a clip of a guy you see catch the ball in the corner, drive toward the middle, and spin back towards the bucket without getting the ball. Well, stolen. You know what was so athletic about that is he didn't have momentum. Like he didn't run up to the hoop and then Correct. dunk on somebody. He was at a stop. So he just just used two feet, just basically like a standing launch, and dunked on somebody. It was really impressive. And now for Kevin Knox, people say, why do Joel Embiid say what he says in the post-game conference? The refs aren't going to change the Al Horford call? Yes, it did, because I was at this Knicks game. And all I know is Dennis Smith Jr., Kevin Knox, foul trouble the whole game. Yep. Jalen, I'm not saying this man is the best rapper that ever did it. But who is my favorite rapper? Ah, look out! It's the Funkadelic Funk for Trump. They don't be knowing my name. I tell the frame I just rock. I make it slide, make it slip, make it wanna backflip. Okay. The top notch of the block, cause I carry a Glock. For some reason, Reggie Noble and Method Man are still not attached to How High to the project, even though we had a petition that had thousands of signatures on it. Thousands, literally thousands. Can I quote the great American there. philosopher Young Jeezy? Yes. Taking too long to lock up, bring it back. I don't know what that means, but I agree. Bring back the petition. Bring back the petition. So you know that Reggie Noble is not just a great rapper and a great poet, but he's also just an inspiration for all of us, and no he's doubt. an OG to the game, and he knows yeah. how OGs work. Shout out. And he was doing an interview, and he was asked about the Machine Gun Kelly and Eminem back-and-forth diss tracks, which was one of the highlights of hip-hop in 2018, to be honest with you. Those were both good diss tracks. Right. I know because yep. it's it, I know they're white guys, so people don't want to recognize it, but they were both good diss tracks. Yep. I even like Machine Gun Kelly's, and I love Eminem. Yep. And I had to get into it because I'm a Detroit native. I know. And we down like four flat tires, so when I hear the name T. Grizzly or Royster 59 or Eminem or Big Sean, love T. I'm like, what happened? Do I need to get on the phone with Trick Trick? Shout out. So I'm rolling with you. So... He was asked about that battle, and he brought up a point that no one else has discussed, and it is perfect. Let's listen to my spirit animal, Redman. One thing, all right, and that's talking about a man's sweat. 
talk about his mama, whatever, but you do not talk about a man's sweatsuit. And that's, I was like, damn, my boy M is wearing a lot of sweatsuits nowadays. And I said, maybe that's his comfortability. But for him to say, you know, them corny sweatsuits, I laugh, but then again, I said, you know what? He's young, and maybe one day he's gonna understand what wearing sweatsuits is about when you get a certain age. But you do not, and I repeat, any young artist, you do not talk about a man's sweatpants. And that's all I'm gonna say on you that. Do not. He crossed the line. Facts on facts she on gun facts. He crossed the line. Talk about his daughter. Talk about his ex-wife. <laughs> talk about his mom. Fine. Don't talk about a man's sweatpants. And he makes a good point because Machine Gun Kelly does wear those like skinny jeans with the holes in them. He looks cool, whatever. Yeah. Tattoos all over, different look than mine, yeah. but he's a younger man. But here's the thing. And me and Reggie spoke about this earlier. What did Reggie buy recently? Polo sweatsuit. The second I get home, the second I get home, I just breeze right past the kids and I put on some sweatpants. Sweatpants. And again, I told you this before and I'll say it again. When you get to a certain age, you care more about how clothes feel than how clothes look. Preach. And Machine Gun Kelly's not there yet, but Eminem is. Don't talk about a man's sweatpants. Especially if that man got a sponsor. Oh, yeah. And he's getting paid to wear that gear. Those sweatpants. And they get sent and to him by a box. for free. Yeah, yeah. How about that? And here's the other thing. You just basically touched on it. When you are in your comfort zone mm. and you put on a sweatsuit, I'm all purpose. Once I rock it, cooking in the kitchen, walking outside to get mail, jumping in and out of the car to run errands like it's all purpose. It doesn't stop. But now when you get dressed and, for example, you got holes in your pants, you had to pick and choose your moves. Yes. When I have on sweats, it's like I'm relaxed. I'm carefree. I'm doing me. And the other thing, like, like, seriously, and, and I'm gra- and I'm glad Reggie went there. Is that was a healthy beef for rap music? Yeah, yeah. That's all. Competition is always good for any sport, especially when it doesn't escalate beyond wax. I do want to say this though. I was a little disappointed that Drake let Pusha in that one. I was a little disappointed yeah. with Meek. He put out. Back to back diss tracks because the first one was whack. Everyone forgets about I'm upset. I'm upset was a whack diss track. Yep. Literally, he's just singing in the middle. I'm upset. Like that's not a diss track, Drake. So then he knew it was well, whack. Pusher was like, if you oh, if you upset, let me see you when you get angry. <laughs> well, that was the Meek one, and then the and then the, the with the Drake one, he, he came out with that. I forget what it was called, but it was like it was all right. It seemed kind of put together quickly about Pusher about how he doesn't really do what he says he does on wax. It right. was good. Seemed like he had a little inside information about Pusher's hustle. I get it, but then Pusher came over the top with the you know you're trying to hide your baby stuff and then Drake was basically like uh yeah well um my friends told me to stop it like no dude you lost well and also like I think the thing that gets under um acknowledged is one of the songs on that seven track EP that Pusher dropped mm-hmm. that spit straight bar that was that was you know what I would put that back in rotation and congratulations to Drake for winning with God's plan at the Grammys. Shout out. With that being said, one of those records, the name of it is What Would Meek Do? Mm-hmm. What? And and Drake was gonna like the the Adi Don thing or something. Like he was he like kinda stole Pusha T's the best. 
And he pushed his back. And I also want to say this. Who just got a big deal with Adidas? Congratulations. I want to say this. I do not know Drake. I do not know Drake. I do. I have met him, though. And he does have that Magic Johnson, Bill Clinton, like, he is charismatic. You know, he shook my hand and looked me in the eyes and said, it's a pleasure to meet you. And he, like, meant it. Like, he he is he is a star. Like, he's got the it factor. So when Drake was on the come up, I was in Toronto at the time. Mm-hmm. And I always appreciated this hustle because there were multiple Toronto artists that used to perform in the basement at this restaurant. And I'm older than them. I'm in the league. I used to go there. I used to show support. And I felt like, man, he's dope. And I'll never forget when I got to Phoenix, my homeboy Hottie. I actually was about to kick it with him and Drake this weekend. But then us starting at 9 ended up being us starting at 12. And I figured Jaden and Jacoby would much rather me be in the bed at 4 or 5. Yeah. Then coming to the show at 7 from Drake's house. Yeah. Very confused about all these numbers, but continue. And so with that being said, I was like, yo, got a chance to hurt him on wax officially. I was like, this guy's going to be a star in the game. So now as that relationship continued to foster, like it's interesting, like when you older than people, it's like you get a chance to watch them grow like in a different way, like Jay Williams. I was just with him today. Mm-hmm. Shout out. I was with the Bulls when he got drafted. So to now see him with the wife and with the kid. And he's doing the boardroom. Yes. He's doing LeBron yes. stuff. And he's doing his kids. I, I just stuff. went up to him and hugged him. Like, yo, just give me a hug. You're like, congratulations. So that's how I feel when I see Drake. So that's my relationship with him. And here's the thing. When Drake is on stage and he's looking out at the crowd, you're a gigantic man. You stick out. He recognizes that face. He's like, oh, Jay Rose is here. So he knows that you were there from the jump. And you know what's 100, and I'm going to make this happen? He want to put a Michigan Rose jersey up in his man cave because he got a few of them hanging up, 40-40 style. And I'm going to make sure I do that, no doubt about it. When he did the ESPYs, he was – I can't say enough things about this guy, but when he did the ESPYs, he had the whole writing staff over to his home – and my wife was included because she was a producer on the ESPYs. He hosted everybody, catered food, goes around like super host. Hey, can I help you? They were playing hoops, had like a three-on-three game. And one night, I can't tell that story. What? Let's get the people what they want. Now, we've chronicled how I'm trying to turn my son into a Knicks fan. But you guys know I'm a Die Easy fan. So I think I'm going to take him to a Nets game. You know, it's not just a short subway ride away. Take him to Brooklyn. Let's get the Brooklyn feel. The Nets are actually playing better. He might see a win for the first time. He's been to three games so far this season. And here's the thing. One thing I love about making these decisions, it's so easy when you have SeatGeek. You just open up the app, search Nets, the arena pops up. You can search Nets, Knicks, the arena pops up. You can compare prices. And what you see is the arena with a bunch of little dots. And some dots are red, some dots are yellow, some dots are light green, some dots are dark green. And guess what? The greener the dot, the better the deal. And you can, they give you a little view of exactly what it'll look like from if you sit there, they'll tell you exactly how much it'll cost. You put in how much the tickets are. It's just so easy. And when you use SeatGeek, what they do is they pull millions of tickets into one place. 
So they find a price that you're willing to pay. You can be confident when you use SeatGeek because they search multiple ticket sites, grade every ticket based on value, and you can immediately identify the best seats for your budget, and every purchase is fully guaranteed. Another thing with SeatGeek, I've got a friend in Boston, big shout to Shaka, my godson Xavier, and I said, you know what? Xavier is a Laker fan in Boston. Let me buy him some tickets. Because I'm, I'm an absentee godfather. I can't lie. I don't make my way up to Boston as nearly as much as I could. So I buy them the tickets. You can share the tickets. You can give them as a gift. So easy with SeatGeek. Everything is so easy with SeatGeek. I have the app on my phone. It's the easiest way I've ever found to shop for tickets. I use it all the time. And even better, if you don't have SeatGeek on your phone or you haven't purchased anything on SeatGeek yet, download the app on your phone, open up the app on your phone, and when you go to check out, enter promo code Jacoby, J-A-C-O-B-Y today. That's promo code Jacoby. You'll get $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. Is this really real? It's very simple. Is it real, son? Is it really real? Dylan, last night, Wednesday night, you know Wednesday night's my rec league. And in my rec league afterwards, we go to a bar. We have some adult beverages. And last night... We were looking at our phones, and we made the barkeep turn on the Nets-Cavs game. It went to triple overtime, Jalen. The Nets story feels good. Yeah. I like how they've accumulated some young talent, Mm -hmm. nurtured them, and turned them into players. They have. The coaching staff has done a terrific job, the general manager as well, and their organization has – because they're ahead of the curve. Anytime you're the sixth seed, but yet you have two max spots available this offseason, you're doing a terrific job. It's a good point. D'Angelo Russell has become an all-star. Karis LeVert was playing at that level. And Karis LeVert's been gone, and Alan Crabb has been gone. Those are two main contributors for them. Harris yeah. is knocking down shots. Allen is blocking shots. Mm-hmm. Like, they've amassed a nice young core. So, I have to... Appreciate the fact that they're real and their future is really bright. Get some shades. A longtime soccer tradition has found its way to the National Basketball Association. This season, more than ever, after every single game, players are exchanging jerseys. Now, you're the OG. When you played, there's a lot more tension and animosity between opposing players. Exchanging jerseys after games. Is this really real? It's not real. When you're Dwayne Wade and Dirk, future Hall of Famers in their final year, I love to see it. When you're the Holiday Brothers and you play against one another, or the Curry Brothers, I'm not mad at it. But that's it. Because I had so many friends, whether they're from my hometown, whether they were just people that I came cool with in the league. Mm -hmm. I played on a lot of teams, so I met a lot of people. You know the one thing we didn't do, especially after my team lost? Laugh on the court. Like, that right there, I just grew up playing different. And so, we lost one game when I was in high school. We cried on the bus and went back to practice. It wasn't none of this on the phone type of stuff. So, I did come up in a different era, and I don't want to dismiss it, 
But I love the sport when it's about rivals. So, Jalen, generally when you go old man Jalen, get off my long OG Jalen, I disagree with you, but I agree with you this time. But I agree for a different reason. For me, it's more the logistics. You know that you're going to end up throwing that jersey away at some point. You got a sweaty jersey from someone else. It's going to go in a drawer in your home. You're not going to frame it and put it up on the wall. Somebody, you know, Dennis Smith Jr.'s jersey. Like, it's going to sit there. It's going to be sweaty. It's going to be in a drawer folded up. It's going to follow you around. You got to get rid of it. Live that Marie Kondo life. What you know about Marie Kondo? <laughs> Next, the Indiana Pacers are the three seed in the East. When we talk about the Eastern Conference on this show, we talk about the Celtics, we talk about the Bucks, we talk about the Raptors, and we talk about the Sixers. We don't even discuss the Pacers. But there they are. There they are. Right there, ahead of both the Celtics and the Sixers. The Pacers being the third best team in the Eastern Conference, even without Victor Oladipo, is that really real? You know how much I love Napchon. But... And say it's not real. You know it's, it's not real. It's hard to advance past the first round when you're without your best player. That's any team. Mm-hmm. So that's why when the conversation comes up about who's contending in the East, they don't get mentioned. I'm happy they picked up Wesley Matthews. You know we like Bogdanovich. Collison has given them good minutes. Turner's playing well. That young. Like, I appreciate what Nate McMillan has done with that team. They play with Ultimate effort. Here's what's gonna happen, Jalen Rose. They're the three seed now. A, a week after the All Star break, they're gonna be the five seed. They're the game up both on the Celtics and the Sixers. They're not gonna be the three seed for long. I mean, they're having a great season. Nate McMillan, Coach of the Year candidate, all of that. But that's not the third best team in the Eastern Conference, and they won't be that. They'll, they will be on the road for a playoff game. I promise you. Next, according to the LA Times. Luke Walton, quote, will definitely finish the season, end quote, and has the full support of the Lakers' front office. Job security for Luke Walton, is it really real? According to Jalen and Jacoby, Luke Walton is going to finish the season. Okay. It's going to be his only one coaching LeBron James. And if and when he's replaced, I've already said on wax. In November. I'm looking to the Bay Area for his replacement. Brian Shaw's already on the staff, and I'm gonna put a dark horse out there. And we're putting it on wax. Jason Kidd. Oh, what? Huh? Jason Kidd. What? The Lakers. One thing I know about the Lakers, they like people holding the clipboard that wore the purple and gold. Now they do like that. You know what I mean? If you notice, if you look at their lineage of head coaches, they like people that come from the Lakers system. So that's why I think Brian Shaw is a better fit. Finally, we have a very special Valentine's Day topic for Is This Really Real? A couple has a new invention. You know, everyone's got like their startup companies or whatever. Their invention is called the sex button. It's like this little hockey puck sized thing that when you push the button, it notifies your mate on their sex button that you're in the mood for love. This has been very controversial on the internet. Jalen Rose, sex button. Is this really real? It's not real. What? This is not real. If that was the case, and studies show that men think about sex a lot more each day than people really realize. It's kind of like breathing and sex. Yeah. Guess, okay. Guess what? If we don't need a case, button. It's like tweeting your mate all day. We don't need a button. Texting your mate all day. We don't need a button. At some point, it sounds like noise. Is it, you know when I'm in the mood? When I'm all awake. The time. When I'm awake. When I'm breathing. When I'm awake. Yeah, when I'm alive. When I'm That's alive. When I'm in the mood. <laughs> Jalen Rose, our friend and colleague, Dave McMenamin. Many, man. 
Many, 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 man. Dave McMenamin. You know he's on the LeBron James beat. You know, he's he's covers LeBron James. Now he's covering the Lakers very closely, and he's got all the details. And he wrote a very good, insightful, detail-oriented article about the Lakers heading into the All-Star break. But there was one passage that really stood out to me, and it was this. All was not lost, however. James made the rounds in the locker room wishing his teammates well before ducking out with a couple bottles of wine in tow for his flight to some far-off destination. (laughs) I have so many questions. But my first is this. How deep are you into wine when you travel with wine? LeBron James is a strategist. Oh, and I've noticed something. What's a that? couple of people that I have love for. E-40 Fonzarelli. Mm, Earl Stevens. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Wade. They're wine aficionados. And therefore, they're into that business. What I see from LeBron is him putting his toe in the water. Then his knee. Then his hips. And then probably this summer he's going to let us know. That that's his new business venture. Oh yeah, oh, it's, it's only a matter of time. Is. It's only a matter of time. That's what this he's is. He's deep in the wine game. Like he's like studying wine. And here's my question: Do you think on the flight he drank two bottles of wine? Easy. Can you drink two bottles of wine and not be drunk? Of course. I'll be a little tipsy after two bottles. Really? It depends. You can't say of course. I, if I sat here and watched you drink two bottles of wine, I would notice uh, some change in your well, behavior. Here, well, here's the thing: like I just started drinking wine maybe like five years ago. And so, like, I'm not a, a sophisticated connoisseur. Mm-hmm. So usually I just be like, give me a red cap or whatever. I really don't, like, get into the names or yeah, the types yeah, of what's strong that. or what's yeah, not. Exactly. So, like, I guess that I can do two because I have. And I guess sometimes I can't. So I guess it depends on what I type. will say this. And it's Valentine's Day, so this is appropriate. If you live in the area or you're looking for somewhere to travel... A trip to wine country in Northern California is glorious. I went there with my wife. We had the best time. It's so beautiful. The food is so good and the wine is so good. Oh, that's where the twins came from. Got it. We already had the twins. We left them at home. <laughs> that's why I, that's why I loved it. It had nothing to do with the wine. It had nothing to do with the beautiful landscape. It was just because I was without the kids. So, Jalen, this is going to be an interesting break for those exact Lakers. Right. So what is going to be the mindset of the team coming off that loss in Atlanta during the break? The mindset of each individual is for those that are on one-year deals and are veterans, we're going to stay in shape, we're going to stay disciplined, we're going to stay focused, and we want to finish strong and make the playoffs. One thing I like about this is what's happening with the Lakers is when they get back from the break, there's pressure on this team. There wasn't pressure on these players last year when they were in the Lakers. There's pressure on this team now. Every time they take the floor, they kind of have to win to get into the playoffs. And for the young group of players that are still on rookie deals, it's I need to make sure that if we don't make the playoffs, it ain't because of me. For Alonzo Ball, it should be to get healthy because I think they really miss him. It's time for Statue News. Jalen Rose is the senior statue analyst, not just of ESPN. That graphic is incorrect. He's the senior statue analyst around the world. No one cares about statues more than Jalen Rose, especially legacy statues like this one that's been proposed by a gentleman who lives in Sussex, England, in a town called New Haven. 
He is making a petition that this small town in England erect a statue of, wait for it, Easy e We want Easy. Now, here's the interesting part. This town has absolutely no connection to Easy e Do you support an Easy e statue in a small town in England that has no connection to Easy e whatsoever? I support anything Easy e No doubt about it. He's okay. such an OG, so such a legend. So help this man get this done. Senior statue analyst, what should the statue look like? The statue has to be easy with his lopes, with his hat. Raiders jacket. Raiders jacket, King's hat. Jalen Rose, not everything in the world of sports and pop culture is worthy of our discussion. So we have a segment called Keep It Moving. If you want to discuss the topic, you say hit the brakes. If you don't. Me, you, and Method Man keep it moving. Are you ready, Mr. Rose? Let's get it. Isaiah Thomas made his debut for the Nuggets last night. Keep it moving or hit the brakes. Happy to see him return. Made a big three. Scored eight points. We'll keep it moving for now. Okay. Allow him to work himself back into a terrific Denver lineup. There's a documentary about the scouting of Giannis Attentacumpo. And 29 teams went to Greece to scout him. Except... The New York Knicks. Keep moving or hit the brakes. I would wonder who was their executive, but I know it was Phil Jackson. And he's not in the league anymore for obvious executive reasons. Even though he got a big deal, keep it moving. Okay, keep it moving. moving Jacoby moving, you know we keep it moving. Thank you, Method Man. Joel Embiid, you'll never believe this, got fined for cursing about the referees. No surprises. <laughs> he knew it was coming. Keep it moving. We keep it moving. It paid off we against the Knicks. Moving. They had 24 fouls at the half. Russell Westbrook had a very Russell Westbrook statement. Hit the brakes. God, I love Russell Westbrook so much. Here is how he responded when he was asked about criticism. Nah, I've been blessed with a time to not to give a So, I don't. Regardless of what happens, doesn't change the way I live, doesn't change what I think. Uh, he say, she say, what somebody say about me, what they say about shooting, passing, dribbling. Uh, I don't really care. Every year is something. You got, they got to make up something about me, which is fine. It's good. Uh, one thing I always know is if they're not talking about you, then you're not doing something right. So Russell Westbrook has become a sympathetic figure. Honestly, like he gets criticized so much. And you remember the beginning of this year when he was really shooting poorly? Like he's gotten a little better recently. He was really shooting poorly. He was a punching bag for the advanced stats people, media types talking about how he's the one of the worst shooters we've seen in decades. But now it's like, you know what? Look at what this man is doing. Triple double after triple double after triple double. Is Russell Westbrook a sympathetic figure? I think when you've accomplished as much as he has, It's hard to be a sympathetic figure. He has a chance to average a triple-double for three straight years. I never thought somebody would do that since the big O. And he's constantly done it and made it look easy. He's won an MVP. When KD left, everybody blamed him. When Paul George came, people thought he was going to leave because of him. That's the actual reason why he stayed. Mm -hmm. And he's actually dialed it back. And allow Paul George to cook. And with that opportunity, Paul George has turned into a chef. He is not playing around out there, making the three, getting it off the dribble, candidate for defensive player of the year. Coming into this year, this is from a guy that I called a top 10 player years ago. 
He'd score 40 points eight times. This season alone, he's done it six times. Just think about that. Including his second triple-double of his career. So in his career, when he was the main guy in Indy, there weren't a lot of scorers around Paul George in Indiana. I mean, there were players, but not a lot of scorers. He had, what was it, eight? Okay, and now this year, when he shares the court and the ball with Russell Westbrook, who often gets criticized Mm -hmm. for not playing nice with others, especially superstars, how many does he have? Six. And you know who else I'm going to give a shout to? Billy Donovan. Shout out. Because oh, okay. every year, people tried to blame them losing in the playoffs on him. Mm-hmm. And I've always been a person that said, you're doing a good job with that team. Mm-hmm. Because when I look at their roster, see guys like Ferguson playing well, giving them good minutes, coming out of nowhere. Yep. He turned Robertson into a project. Yep. Grant's now making And also, yep. with Billy Donovan, action speaks louder than words. And Paul George... He signed up not just to play for the Thunder with Russell Westbrook. He signed up to play for Billy Donovan. He knew Billy Donovan was going to be there when he signed. So did Russell Westbrook when he resigned. Mm -hmm. Action speaks louder. Like We can say whatever you want. People can say whatever they want about Billy Donovan. But when you have your star players signing up long deals to play with for you, you got to be doing something right. We don't always see what happens behind the scenes. But obviously they're committed not just to the Thunder but also to Billy Donovan's Thunder. And that doesn't stop Kevin Durant from tweeting about him from burner accounts. (laughs) Next. Jeremy Lin and Marcus Saul have finally adjusted to life in Toronto. Keep it moving or hit the brakes. Hit the brakes. Shout to T Dot. Well, we've got some journalistic reporting from Toronto with T-Dot. some good indications about team chemistry. Blake Murphy tweets Jeremy Lin says he asked Danny Green ahead of time about what to do during Kyle Lowry's introduction. You remember a couple days ago, this was Marcus Saul awkwardly standing there while the Raptors all did a choreographed calisthenics during Kyle Lowry's intro. Well, this was recently. Now, we got Jeremy <laughs> Lin and Marcus Saul involved in the intros. This is the thing I love about Jeremy Lin. He did the research ahead of time. He reached out to Danny Green, who he knows from the D-League, I believe. And now... They're involved with Kyle Lowry's introduction. <laughs> That's where I was going. It's fascinating that both of those guys were teammates in the D-League and each have come so far in their own right. But it's fun in games during introduction. These are the type of things that build team chemistry. Mm-hmm. I know people may dismiss them as not a big deal or something that's minor, but it shows a level of sacrifice still. It shows a level of commitment still when you can enjoy and or make a fool of yourself in front of your teammates. Yes, I'm glad Marcus Saul got involved. Next, James Harden, you'll never believe this, scored 30 points again in an NBA basketball game. Keep moving or hit the brakes. I appreciate what he's doing. He took 22 or 23 three-point attempts what? in that game. Got keep one it blocked. Moving. <laughs> keep it moving. We keep it moving. We keep it moving. We have some information about Hulu's bio series about the Wu-Tang Clan. Keep it moving or hit the brakes. I know you're going to hit the brakes on this one. I love the Wu-Tang so much. Hulu is coming out with a story of the Wu-Tang Clan called Wu-Tang and American Saga and they have announced who's going to be playing RZA and who's going to be playing continues. Ghostface Wu-Tang. Killer. Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang. Ashton Saunders, Sanders of Moonlight will be playing RZA and Ghostface Killer will be played by newcomer Sadiq Saunderson. I just want to say to all the executives of Hulu, to all the producers, If you would like a cameo by Jalen Rose and David Jacoby, we are very much available to this. We believe in this project. I will invest my money into this project. I'm going to watch every episode 16 times. Please put us 
on this project. Can I say one other thing? No. Each member of the Wu-Tang Clan in their own right have shown to be multifaceted and talented. I believe acting is one of those things. Mm. Don't it feel a little bit strange that you didn't name one of the actual participants that's going to be a part of this American saga? Well, they're a little older now. I believe this is sort of the origin story of the Wu-Tang Clan. And I also just want to point out that you were kind of upset that like RZA wasn't playing himself, right? But you also made a pilot about us, and you hired someone else to play me. (laughs) Just pointing that out. Just for the record. Well, big shout to Rich. That's my guy. Shout out. How about this? If you're putting together a pilot, Mm -hmm. and you're not a full-time actor... You need to Guess what you're going to have around you? <laughs> All full-time actors. I want to be honest, though. You did a great job with that, and you really, really tried. You had an acting coach. I Thank forgot you. her name. Big shout to her. Every single day, you guys were on FaceTime acting. You really committed yourself to that, and that was an excellent, excellent pilot. Stay, Stay tuned for more from Jalen versus everybody. And it wasn't difficult. I had fun doing it. Look forward to doing more episodes in the future. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Jalen Rose, I have to start with a Valentine's Day situation that is happening at my homestead. Oh, wow. So I've been with my lady for, we were talking about it yesterday. We've been with my lady for 18 years? No, 17 years, something like that, right? And a couple, like probably five years ago, we were like, you know what? Valentine's Day is a made up, commercialized holiday. We don't need a date on the calendar. To celebrate our love. We will celebrate our love all 365 days of the year. 366 on leap years. We, we don't need a special day. So we had that agreement. We stopped doing dinners. We stopped doing gifts. We kind of just like said, Valentine's Day is another day. No big deal. Just the 14th of February. Last night, my wife comes home from a trip. She's been out of town. She starts talking about Valentine's Day. And she starts kind of insinuating that I didn't have anything planned for Valentine's Day. And that she was upset about that. I was like, um, Joey, we had an agreement. We had an agreement that it was like a truce. It was a Valentine's Day truce that we laid out that neither of us were going to do anything for each other. And now she's acting upset because I'm not doing anything for her. Should I have seen this coming? Yep. I'm disappointed in you and Rich. Why are you disappointed in Rich? Because That's my job. Because. He was literally co-signing everything you said. Because it's a commercialized, this is a made up thing. I don't need, I don't need the world. I don't need the calendar to tell me to celebrate my love with my wife. I don't need the calendar to tell me that. You know what? You know what day I celebrate my love with my wife? The day is the end and why. There are multiple people. Thank you, Reg. Our staff. I'm on your team today, Reg. Reg is the greatest producer. I've met their significant others. Mm hmm. So this applies for Harlan and Rich. Don't start naming the staff. You. Don't start doing it. And die. This is what you guys have to understand. What's that, OG? We have something in common. What's that? When people see us with our mates, they all say, how did he get with her? Yeah, of course. Everyone, yeah. Everyone's going up the ladder dating-wise. Yeah. Right? Is that fair to say? Fair Sometimes to say. people say you outkick your coverage. Whatever it's called. Whatever you want whatever to call. Whatever you want to say. Right? I have no idea. Only, I have no idea what my wife is doing with me. Every okay. single day I wake up, I ask myself the same Correct. thing. Correct. So with, let's start with that as a backdrop. Okay. When you're really enthusiastic about having that mate that you've outkicked your coverage for and you finally secured her, 
The great American philosopher David Jacoby once taught me that people don't celebrate enough. Okay. So you get a chance to celebrate her. It's always good to use someone's words against them when you're, when you're disagreeing with them. Always yeah. a good move. Good move, Jalen Rose. On her birthday, you celebrate her. Of course, on a birthday. On Christmas, you celebrate. Anniversary, celebrate. Oh, anniversary, celebrate. You celebrate her. Valentine's Day, eh. That's only three times a year. Valentine's Day, eh. That's only three times a year. Okay. Just look at it that way. You got to get your weight up. And anytime you have an agreement with your significant other, that's a one-sided deal. That's, that's a thing. 90% that's, that's really what bothers she, me. Is the a truce, 10% we. The, the truce is supposed to be we. It's supposed to be 50-50. We made a handshake deal. This is a truce. Because I promise you this. The same way she's mad at me for not doing something for her on Valentine's Day, I know she got nothing planned for me. I know that for a fact. So For a fact. I probably shouldn't say this. Well, you're going to do it anyway. Into a microphone, but I do it am anyway. going to say this. And feel free to tweet me, tweet at Jalen and Jacoby, IG at Jacoby Juice, do whatever you want to do and correct me if I'm wrong. Shout out. I kind of think Valentine's Day should be a celebration of her, not us. See, what? you're not wrong and you should say that. You're not supposed to say that. Here's why. Because we can't assume you say uncomfortable things. Let, 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 let me finish. Let me finish. Okay, Reggie's mad too. Yeah. Let me I finish. I love Reggie today. I'm going to use a sports context. Okay. I don't know how. Mascots. And or. What? And or. <laughs> what? Trophies. What? what are you talking about? I'm going back to the ultimate reward. Okay. Which equals on Christmas Day. Gifts. And what do kids do? They give you a list and let you know what they want. Mm-hmm. All I know is this. On Valentine's Day, what are the most popular items that are distri- Flowers, distributed? Flowers, chocolates, teddy bears. Yeah. Correct. Not necessarily the things I want to have in my room after I get celebrated by my wife in my man cave. Yeah, so those are not... What you're saying is... is Okay, I see, I see what you did there. It had nothing to do with mascots or trophies, but I see what you did, okay? It's when you look at the things that are given, the typical gifts for Valentine's Day, you don't imagine a woman giving them to a man. Correct. It's, the, it's set up. The whole thing is set up for the man to come home with a box of chocolates and some flowers. Correct. And say, thank you so much. I love you so Correct. much. It is a female-focused holiday. Correct. Yeah. When you see the jewelry that gets exchanged... What's the number one item that's gifted? Oh, like a heart pendant. Correct. When the last time pendant. you seen one of your guys wear <laughs> a heart, heart pendant? pendant? Nothing wrong with it. It's 2019, but I haven't seen it. Correct. No, no judgment. No shade. No, no, judge. no judgment. I'm just. I haven't seen it. I'm, I haven't seen it. I'm speaking no. from what I see. I have not seen a dude, and I've seen every type of dude in the world. I've not seen a dude wear a heart. So pendant. if I'm not gonna wear a heart pendant, if I'm not gonna eat chocolates, if I don't want a bear. And my last name is Rose. Okay? This is kind of set up by the industry of people yes. who sell flowers, sell cards. This was masked as this is a we thing, but this really set up to be a time where you celebrate as a man your significant other. And that's what this holiday has become to me. And here's what's going to happen in my situation. Here's what's going to happen. 
And listen, you got work to do. No, you the whole thing. With Here's the, what's gonna happen. You the, got work to the do. The whole thing with the foot rubs. It's like you know, I've got this thing when I speak on my phone. It's like I don't appreciate my wife. I do. She's the greatest woman in the world. She, you know, three kids. You know, she's you know, talented. She got her own company. Like she's the baddest on the planet. So I don't want that to be the narrative. But here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna I'm stop at Dwayne Reed, get a card, write four words in it, and I'm gonna stop at the bodega and give her some bodega flowers. That's what's gonna happen. And she doesn't even like bodega flowers, and the card's not even gonna be that heartfelt. So here's two things you just said you're gonna do that actually mean something more than the actual gift. What's that? You're gonna make two stops to make it happen. Yeah, I'll make two stops. I might even go to the flower shop because because she knows whenever I come home with bodega flowers, I can see the look in her face. She's like, "You went to these are the bodega." Flowers. It's the effort. It's the thought that count. It's the I know he got me something when he know I ain't getting him nothing. No, of course not. No. There's she's getting me absolutely nothing. I promise you. No. And here's the other thing: if you think, fellas, you're going to not get your significant other something for Valentine's Day. She gonna hold it against you. Mm-hmm. No, no matter how, no matter how, you can have a contract that both of your lawyers looked at about the truth. <laughs> like it could be like a full-on paperwork involved. You could get it. You get it. Send it to a notary public. Get it stamped. It still doesn't matter. The truth is one-sided. It's a one-sided truth. And see, I got lucky as an amazing newlywed, and like you, I need to salute my significant other, the greatest Molly Karam, who Rose. just so happens to be. At All Star Weekend with her amazing job. That's another. So thing. while everybody is bombarding the bodegas and Dwayne Reeds like you today, she don't listen to the pod. What? I get to do it tomorrow. Yeah. She back tomorrow? Correct. Okay. There you tomorrow go. night. There you go. And it, well, here's another thing: is my wife has been out of town for three days. She has class tonight, so I'm not even going to see her because you know I go to bed early. No West Coast games tonight to watch. I'll be in bed at 10.30. She gets home at 11. I'm not going to see your face. Can I, can I, can I, can I finish this sentence for you as my brother talking about my sister? If you go to bed tonight and she come home tonight and you don't have no Valentine's Day There'll gifts. There'll be flowers right there her, on the table. I'm just saying, if you There'll went, be flowers right there. When she walk by, in the room. Correct. When she walk in the room, and, there'll and, be flowers and, right and, there. And, I'm, and, and don't. Don't feel like you're gonna put them in the bedroom or somewhere she gotta look. No, like they gotta right be. There when soon she, gets home. she walk in the door, mm-hmm. they gotta be like the key door open gift. And you know what? If that if that line of thinking does not take place, she's gonna take a beeline toward that bedroom and she's gonna wake you up. You know what I do for these things? I don't know why Reggie's got the nuclear alarm going on there. <laughs> he should. That's a good you know, one. <laughs> you know what I do? Is this is this is just a, a little advice for the gentleman out there, right? Because the best gifts that I get her that really get her, the ones that really touch her soul, is when I spend an hour in front of the computer and write like a long letter. You can have a card, but a card is someone else's words that you said, oh, I love you, baby, on it. Like it's just kind of like there's nothing really there. But when I sit in front of a computer for an hour and write like a like a nice single space page that's got four paragraphs, that that is the boss move. That'll get you – that's going to that's gonna touch your soul more than a tennis bracelet. Oh, no doubt about it. You know what I mean? The- to me, Not like, that I'm gonna do that for this Valentine's Day, but to, I'm to be one hundred, and this is, and, and people please feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. Like, to me, different gifts apply for different situations. Yes. To me, like the big money jewels type gifts 
are Christmas. like Christmas and birthday. Christmas and birthday. That's when the gifts are. Yep. I don't think Valentine's Day is to me more about experiences than gifts. Yep. Correct. It's 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 more of you get one of those booklets where it's fun. You know, anytime you cash it in, you get a massage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anytime you get to control oh, the remote things. control. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those little anytime, coupons. Yeah. I, I bet those, I've never done that. I'm too lazy for that. That that's the kind of stuff that you get. Yeah, and like I'd say anniversaries and Valentine's Day should be experiences that you Correct. share together. Don't get out here and go buy some expensive shoes. Don't go. Nope. Yeah. Don't do that. You know, if you put if you got three if you're spending more than a hundred dollars on Valentine's Day, you're no, hustling no, no. Yeah. This yeah. this is about the head and the heart. And the actual time, energy, thought, and love that you spent for your significant other in order to show your level of appreciation. And I have to say this into a microphone. What's up, Mr. Rose? Male and female. Side day, sad day for jump off and side pieces. Oh yeah. Sad day for you. Oh this, yeah. This, this is your day. Oh, yeah. This is, this is your day to soul search. If you're I mean, a side piece and you're a jump off, Today's your day. I want you to walk around like Morris Day and staring at me. Here's the thing. I, I mean, obviously, I would never, ever, 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 even, even think to have a side piece or a jump off. But this is the one day where you know that the side piece and jump offs are texting like six times in a row at 830. <laughs> and they know you're at dinner, texting pictures of themselves, hoping they pop up. You know, a lot of dudes got their phones on airplane mode at dinner tonight. Sad day for sad day. To jump off. This is this is your day of reflection. You know one thing that bothers me, Jalen Rose. I don't want to get on my high horse morally, but I'm about to get on my high horse morally. This is your show, David. I you can do whatever like, you like. I feel like our society has become too accepting of that role. Yep. Just in general. Like, that wasn't even a role. That wasn't a word. That wasn't a thing. It was, it was like, mistress has always been around. Like, you know, forever there's been like mistresses. But I just kind of feel like in today's society, it's like, oh, Side piece. Like, that's like a normal thing to have. And you know what else is normal? And I'm going to, you the A side of the album. I'm about to hit you with the B side of the album. And this plays out a lot in conversation and in music. Dudes trying to talk like pushing up on somebody else's mate makes them fly. Like, I'll snatch your chick. I'll take your wife. It, it's, it's, but listen to rappers. Rappers got entire songs about sleeping with other dudes' girlfriends. Yep. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> if you put that energy out in the world, it's going to come back to you. That's what's going to happen. But this is also, you know what else it is? Good day for single people at the bars. That Valentine's Day, there's probably more sex between strangers than couples on Valentine's Day. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like this, that's a great line. Probably is. That's There's a, probably that's more a great sex Jacoby between line right strangers there. and couples on Valentine's Day. I'll break it out once a year, just like that one sweater I have with a skull that, on. That, that, that's, a, that's, that's a that's a classic David Jacoby line right there. But all in all, celebrate one another, respect one another, appreciate one another, and take this as an opportunity to look at the strengths of the person that you care about, and not dwell on their weaknesses. Yes. So many times we always talk about what our mate isn't. Appreciate what they are and who they are and make them better. Valentine's Day, probably 2009 or 2008, we went to a restaurant. We'd been together for six or seven years. Might have been some 
some red wine at the table. You know, maybe a second bottle. You know, celebrating. Brooklyn, New York. Sue! Shout out. We're at the place around the corner. We're walking home right outside of my apartment. Shout to Rockwell. No one knows what Rockwell is. The block is only one block, but it's a great block. Rockwell, great name. Shout out. And outside of our apartment, cold. She's like, are you just going to waste my youth? Are you just wasting my youth? She's like, what's really going on here? We hadn't really had a conversation like that. She's like, what's really going on here? And it was like the next day. I was like, I start saving up for a ring. <laughs> she had a point. Like we never really spoke about it like that. But I was like, she's, I have no retort for that. I have no retort whatsoever. Big shout to Joey Walls at the time. Now Joey Jacoby. I'm, I'm what? The greatest 11, 12 planet. years older than my wife. When she said jump, we went and did it. I told all of y'all afterwards. <laughs> you called me two hours before. I was like, does he want me to go up there? Or is he just bored? I think it's just bored. No, I She did. was getting ready. You had time. You're just filling time. <laughs> Correct. That's what I can tell. You know, you're trying to get off the phone with somebody like, oh, so congratulations, Jalen. I'm so happy for you, dog. And you're like, but anyway, I was like, oh, okay. Like, it's like when you're talking to somebody who's driving, they're just trying to keep the conversation going. You was like that. You were just sitting there filling time. I remember. I was in Detroit. She was like, I set it up for Sunday. <laughs> I was okay. like, all right, I'll be there. I'll get back Saturday night. I got some clothes. I'll be there. I got some clothes. I'm pretty sure I got something to wear. Yeah, I'll be all right. So how you want to do this? <laughs> like, just let's just do it at the house. I'm like, all right, let's just do it at the house. Before I knew it, we was doing it five or ten minutes away from the house, but we got it done. It's the greatest thing that ever happened to you, Jalen Rose. Yes, getting married was the greatest thing that ever happened in my life. You can say the kids, but the, you can't get have the kids without without her. You know. You know what, Jalen? Molly makes you such a better person. And you've been telling really me this does. for years, too. I mean, I like, I like the old Jalen. You know what I mean? The old, me and the old Jalen used to have some fun, but you, this Jalen's a right. better person. Well, Kangaroo Jalen. Kangaroo Jalen. Out <laughs> a lot later. Kangaroo Jalen was consuming bouncing around. a lot of drinks. Kangaroo Jalen was bouncing drinks. around. Yeah. <laughs> Kangaroo Jalen, you didn't get text back for like three days from Kangaroo Jalen. <laughs> Just not showing up to stuff. <laughs> 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 I got so many stories I'm not telling right now. If, if, if you hear that pause in the podcast, I'm like, no, Jill don't get mad if I say that. Jill don't get mad if I say that. We'll end up editing it out if I say that. All I know is when I seriously started dating Molly, Jacoby was the second happiest man in the world oh, besides me. What oh, he just real. said into the microphone, he is not fronting. No. He, cause he constantly has told me that. I don't know what she's doing with you. <laughs> but keep her around. I got me a Bill Belichick. Keep her around. At the house. No idea what that means. She runs a tight ship. Okay. Are you Tom Brady then? I'm You're Tom more like Brady. Chris Hogan. No, I'm Tom Brady. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Jalen, there was a stat that came out. Wait, push the too hot for TV button. This is definitely too hot for TV. Too, too, too hot for TV. I just want to make an announcement before we start this too hot for TV topic that me and Reggie are on the same page today. Me and Reggie are copacetic. We're working together well. I have nothing but yeah. love and respect for Reggie. Yeah. He is going to be. I asked him to be my Valentine. He didn't really answer. So I'm taking that as a no, but I still love him. Shout out. So this is a little, this is a little spicy, this topic. A little too hot for TV for real. There's a study. 39% of women have orgasm during heterosexual intercourse. What? 91% of men. What? Which seems pretty low to me, to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, not, one out of 10 dudes, whatever. We can get into that later. But here's what I wanted to discuss with you, Mr. Rose. Okay. Michael Buffer saw this tweet. You know Michael Buffer. Of course I do. Let's get ready to rumble. Oh, he's ready to rumble. Because Michael Buffer saw this tweet, replied to it with the words, quote, 
Can I be of any assistance? <laughs> Jalen Rose offering assistance to the 61 percent of women that do not have orgasms during heterosexual sex. Soft move or boss move? Boss move. Yep. I don't think so. <laughs> I think that's a little extra. I don't think He's not so. He's a young man. No, that, that's the point. <laughs> you know how it works when you start to get a little older. Yeah, you I know have how it no filter. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Clearly, he don't have those issues. That's why you talking about having surgery and he talking about keeping red and running the race. <laughs> I just love it. Can I be of any assistance? I like, kind of, I like the way he worded it so politely. Hey, man, let me tell you something. We live in an era of online dating, sliding DMs, and it's the same thing. It really is. Good for Michael Buffer. Yep. If he's choosing, it's best to let it know, be known. Good for Michael Buffer. And what's his brother's name? Bruce Buffer? Yes. You know what? Shout out to Bruce Buffer. He was like, see. He's like, my brother's getting all this no. bread. He's turning down yes. jobs. Yes. He's like, I might as well just, I can yes. say, let's get ready to rumble too. Correct. You know, he was just like, he was I like, do the Michael. MMA. Like, Michael, you can't be in two places at one time. Just, I'll, I'm fine with you. I'm fine with your seconds. Correct. All the people you turn down, just send them my number. I got the last name Buffer. I look like you. I sound like you. No one will know the difference. Big shout to Bruce Buffer. There's nothing wrong with riding someone's coattails in your career as I do with Jalen Rose. That's mutual. Everyone, we spent a long time talking about Valentine's Day, but really, it is a serious holiday. And any excuse to tell the people around you that you love, that you love them, take advantage of it. Make sure you tell the people today that are in your life that you love, that you love them. Because that's important. All we are is love. And I also want to give a special shout to our editor, Rachel. It's her birthday today. Rachel! Happy birthday, Rachel. Shout out. We have a special show prepared for tomorrow. Why is that, Kayla? We're not done. We're not done. We're not done. Got to give the people Give people what they want. They're my little guys. I love them. Speaking of the hobbits, let's talk about LeBron. All I care about is my nipples. Seriously. (laughs) 